The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no perf- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I am your host, Kat. I'm so glad you're here, whether it's your first time or whether you come every week. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving of your time. I'm really proud of this show and kind of what it is shaping into. Sometimes I have guests on the show and I'm in conversation with just a myriad of different people of impact that will hopefully inspire you or lift you up or make you think. Other times, it's Kate and I on the show, and we are basically chatting and catching up and talking about real life issues and what I'm going through and what she's going through or what we're struggling with and just really trying to, as friends and as women, discuss and maybe debate and really just go deep on life right? Because who doesn't need that? And then on occasion, I continue to hear from you guys that you like my solo episodes. And that's when I'm generally answering a lot of your questions, the questions I get on social media or through my website, just about all kinds of topics and issues that pertain to maybe my career or my life as a mom or, you know, what I've been through and different challenges and how I got to the other side and stuff. So keep those questions going. But as you can see, I mean, this show is all of that. And at the end of the day, it's rooted in just loving the learning, loving the journey of life, all of us coming together here in this community and celebrating the days. I call them beautiful, even when they're tough and even when they're challenging and even when the weather is a little gloomy. To me, these are all beautiful days because we're here and we're here together. Now, to today's guests, perhaps you have heard of the book series Rebel Girls. There have been a number of different series with different topics. So Rebel Girls has a brand new offering. It's out today, and it's called Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, 100 Real-Life Tales of Black Girl Magic. And on today's show, I have Firstly, the woman who coined that phrase, firstly, as Black Girls Are Magic, it turned into the hashtag Black 
girl magic and it's been everywhere. I'm sure you've read it before, but to hear from Kashawn Thompson, her story of how that kind of originated and how over the years, it's just part of our vernacular is really, really interesting. She writes the foreword for the book. And then also joining me is Lily Workness. She is the editor of the book and she had the task of narrowing it down to 100 women How did she do that? How did they decide on who is in the book? How does that look for them? And why it's so important for young girls, especially young black girls, to see themselves on these pages, to see themselves represented. So a really cool, interesting conversation. I think you are going to love it. Here they are, Kashan and Lily and me. Lily and Kashan, welcome to It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've been so, so anxious to talk to both of you, to talk up the book, which I have right here. And for those listening, it is bright, it is purple, it's got all these bold colors, and it's goodnight stories for rebel girls, 100 real live tales of Black Girl Magic. So we are going to dip into how you both contributed to this book and um, your your history as a storyteller, Lily, and also the origin of Black Girls Are Magic, Kashan. So I always like to firstly ask my guests, just how are you? How are you doing today? Like for real, just to check in, get your temperature <laughs> and see how you are. So who wants to go first? I'm happy to start. I am really, really happy and overjoyed today. I'm back home in Atlanta. I live in LA, but I grew up in Atlanta. So I'm actually in the same room that I grew up in as a kid and dreamt up my own dreams. And it feels surreal to be now back here talking about a book that I've always wanted to sort of publish. And so full circle moment um, in Atlanta, because we have a book tour this weekend to promote um, 100 Life Tales of Black Girl Magic. We kicked it off this past weekend in LA. And still coming off of the high from that with um, Kashan there as well. And we got to meet and greet with so many amazing kids and young girls in particular who were super excited to see the book. And we were just as excited to celebrate the release of it with them. So it has been a wonderful, joy-filled few days. So Mm, That's so nice. So nice. And how are you, Kashan? I'm exhausted. I went to Los Angeles over the weekend and I live in D.C., so I think like something is catching up with me, but I've been tired. This is my second day of being tired mm. and I never go anywhere, especially I haven't really been anywhere in two years. So like traveling across country, doing a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff without book tour date, I kick off date and then traveling back across the country. I'm wiped out. So yes. tired. Well, that's honest of you. That's real. That is real. And it's real life. And no matter how excited you are or passionate you are, or, you know, honored to be a part of things, it doesn't mean it's not draining, right? You're giving a lot of energy to a lot of people who want a lot from you. So just take it easy with us. You are in the safe place, in safe space today. You just relax. Um, (laughs) Oh, I mean that. I mean that wholeheartedly. Um, You know, had you guys met prior to this project? Did the two of you, were you acquaintances or how did, how did you connect or when did you connect in regards to this book? Yeah, we didn't meet, um, Saturday was our first time meeting in person. So we just recently met each other face to face and greeted each other with the biggest hugs. But Kashan has been my partner in creation and through throughout this whole process of making this book and really an inspiration for me to just be able to meet her and get to know her more deeply 
and been a big sort of um, source of motivation for me throughout this entire process. So I've admired every step of this journey, working with her and talking not only about the book, but other things going on in our lives and getting her advice on things. And she's been a great guiding source for me. But we came together back in September of 2020 when um, Rebel Girls first approached Kashan to um, work on this book, you know, they had the idea of doing a, a, a volume of Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls specifically dedicated to celebrating and centering the stories of Black women and amplifying Black girl magic. And the best way they thought to do that was to bring her on, which they were right, you know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I found out she was interested, I hopped on board. Rebel Girls came to me a few uh, weeks after to help edit the book and co-create it alongside her and other um, illustrators and writers. And as soon as I found out she was in, I said, count me in too. (laughs) Mm, Oh, that's so nice. I didn't know if it went Lily, then Kashan on board or vice versa. So I'm glad that you explained that. So, you know, you just mentioned Kashan. You're like, I haven't even left the house in two years. You know, people were living through a pandemic, you know, for various reasons, many of us become homebodies. Um, so what was it like when you got the call? Was it one call? Was it, you know, you were you thrilled? Did it literally drop out of the sky? Or what was that experience like when, when you heard there was interest that they really wanted the essence of Black Girl Magic to be at the core of this book? Well, first it was an email. I was like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. And I Googled them and I wanted to see what Rebel Girls was about. So I was like, sure, we can talk. And then we had a phone meeting. I remember quite distinctly did I was at work I'm an early childhood teacher so I was at work and I had just put my kids down for nap and I was rubbing a little girl's back and I was like this would be great for her I should do it you know so I said yes of course I'll do this I can you know be proud of something that I give to kids so it was like not even a second thought after we they gave me all the information don't move it sure is a beautiful day we'll be right back So are you guys ready to get dressed again? This fall, step out bigger than ever before because when you rent the runway, the world is your runway. Guys, this is exciting. If you've never used Rent the Runway before, if you've never had a membership, let me tell you a little bit about it. You get these monthly shipments of designer clothing and accessories for a flat monthly price. And those membership trials start at just $69. And let me tell you, the inventory... There is so much. I'm talking about work from home looks to cozy hangs. If you have a last minute adventure, there is something for every occasion. It's also free and it's easy. The shipping, the cleaning, and the rental coverage is all included in that price. So this is accessible for everybody's budget. You are essentially subscribing to fashion and you're buying a lot less while wearing a lot more. It's kind of like the ultimate flex, if you ask me, this new outfit for every moment in your life. And it's the ultimate hack, a Rent the Runway membership. You rent new outfits on repeat for one flat monthly price. Yes, it is that simple. And you get to choose from thousands of styles from over 750 designers, including Jonathan Simkai, Veronica Beard, Maison Margiela, It goes on and on and on. Here's what you got to do. This is an exclusive offer for my listeners. Use promo code CAT for 30% 
off. That is valid for just a limited time. So visit renttherunway.com today. Hurry up, go to renttherunway.com, use code CAT, that's C-A-T-T, for 30% off. And now back to It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. Did you ever think, because I've heard you tell this story, and I definitely want to get into the origins of this phrase, which I know started as Black Girls Are Magic and then became this hashtag Black Girl Magic. But that period for you, it was when you were, you know, 40 years old. I mean, like you've mentioned, like, who who would have thought all this attention and this kind of movement would come from you at that stage of life? And then many years have passed since that. And now, again, you're kind of thrust into being a voice for these girls, really, and women in general, Black women in general. So did you, I mean, it had, did it feel like it kind of came out of nowhere? Um, Yeah, it did kind of feel like it came out of nowhere because I had no intentions other than to say something positive Mm. for Black women and Black girls when I first said it. And it was something that I had already always thought, like I thought Black women were magic, actually magic when I was a child. And I had gone through my life with that kind of you know, understanding of Black womanhood. And when I said it, it was just like, look, I'm tired of hearing these negative things. Why would they say that when Black girls are magic? It was basically that. And it moved so organically. And so I don't want to say it was natural. It was so natural how it moved, how people attached themselves to it and felt fulfilled and felt recognized and validated. It just happened and it became this big blossoming thing. And it all happened when I was 40. Like, (laughs) I would have never thought that I would get to that stage in life, you know, that pivotal year when, you know, you're not young anymore, but you're not old yet. And you're thinking (laughs) like, like, okay, what am I leaving behind? What am I going into? You know, so it was phenomenal that Mm -hmm. uh, over the last eight years that it has become what it is. And to like cap it, like, I only want to say cap it off to, you know, have a new starting point. With this book, you know, the 100 Real Life Tales of Black Girl Magic with Rebel Girls is just like a whole new door is opening. I don't even know what will come of this for me personally, but I'm hoping that it will go along with the Rebel Girls mission of educating the next generation of Georgia geniuses. Mm-hmm. What I love so much about your story and why Black Girl Magic caught on is like back to, again, you, you know, not just being a 40-year-old middle-aged woman, but, you know, at the time, you know, you were divorced and you were a single mom and you were really like pointing out, I think, something that's important too. It's like, it's not all all just about a certain type of Black woman, that you know, okay. historically, the ones that are still in the history books or the ones that are known for a certain type of excellence. But you're like, this is all Black women. We're all magical for all these various different reasons. And I love that the book has kind of seemed to capture that same kaleidoscope of girls. Um, So Lily, can you talk a little bit about how, as an editor, you go into the selection of the women that are in the book and what that process was like? Absolutely. Yeah. And everything you said is absolutely spot on, you know, and that was a key thing because Sean made sure to emphasize throughout our selection and curation of the women in the book, too, was, you know, it's not about um, what necessarily a woman has achieved. Right. Because to us, 
all Black women are magical, right? All Black women who have ever existed and currently exist are magical. So that considered, you know, we have an endless amount of women to pick from to, to sort of include in this book. So we started off with a list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names and, you know, it was us coming together to say, okay, well, what are the stories that we think should be best captured in this volume and how can it best showcase the breadth of the ways Black women show up? Um, and that's both across, you know, women from different periods of time, women across different industries and professional backgrounds, women uh, who physically look and appear different, right? That we have a variation in skin tone and hair texture and body size and image um, across various sexual identities, you know, and, and cultural backgrounds. So there's a lot that we took into consideration here. And it was really, really challenging and tough to just narrow it down to 100. But, you know, Kashan and I came together and said, okay, well, what are some of the filters we can apply here? And together with the Rebel Girls team, we identified four key archetypes that we highlight throughout the book. And we identified women as either a champion, so athletes like Naomi Osaka, creators, and that could be singers like Aretha Franklin or poets like Audre Lorde, innovators, so that could be astronauts like Jeanette Epps or architects like Beverly Lorraine Green. And we have leaders, which could be women like Shirley Chisholm, right? And, or other political activists like um, Angela Davis. So we did a lot of, um, you know, thinking about how we wanted to include women in this book to make sure that it had and displayed the diversity of the many ways Black women showed up. And finally, somehow, some way, got to 100 women who are, you know, from all around the world. It's not just American women or Western women, you know, we wanted to showcase that Blackness is global mm-hmm. and that they're, is black girl magic that exists in all corners of the world. So we somehow yeah, find a way to narrow it down to 100. And the stories we included, we learned a lot from too. There are a lot of women we didn't know about and had to do our research around to say, okay, well, this is actually a really phenomenal story. Let's try to incorporate this woman. Um, and let's make sure we have enough of a breakdown between the four categories as well. Does it mean there might be a volume two, volume three, volume four, because you had trouble narrowing it down? I mean, we could publish one a year, right? Truly, yes, we could. And yes, I mean, I, I there's, yeah, Kashan says this too, there, there could be countless volumes of this book, you know, it's not, we could have done, you know, dozens more. So hopefully it's just the beginning of many more real life tales that we can tell. All right, guys, back in a minute. I want to tell you guys about Air Professional. Air Professional is the first ever crystal-infused hair care line. It produces brilliant results. It's tested by top hairstylists. But what's so cool about it is it has these holistic ingredients that provide balance and manifest a centered life that is so up my alley, right? Not only does it have this beautiful intention behind the line, but it actually works and it's good for you. Air is a vegan hair care line that's free from not just negative energy, but the bad stuff, the bad ingredients such as parabens, sulfates, gluten, things like that. Actual crystals from Mother Earth are responsibly sourced, pulverized, and infused into every single product. Each product contains a different gemstone. Isn't that so beautiful? But listen, 
these products work. I've been using them for several weeks now. Some of my favorites are the texture spray, which I use like every other day. The mousse leaves your hair with this gorgeous finish. You don't even have to blow dry your hair. I love the jade hair oil and that gets rid of all those flyaways and makes my hair extra shiny. Truly a wonderful line with several products. And Air Professional, it's at the forefront of the merging of beauty and wellness. People want to use a brand that cares about the consumer, how they feel on the inside. That is why on every single bottle label, you'll find a positive affirmation written on the side of it. This is to encourage people to read the label and then look in the mirror and speak positivity into existence. Isn't that so cool? If you go to airprofessional.com and use the code CAT at checkout, you'll get 15% off your hair care order. Use code C-A-T-T for 15% off your order on airprofessional.com. Turn your routine into a ritual with Air Professional Crystal Infused Hair Care. Choose air and be well. That's A-I-I-R P-R-O-F-E-S-S-I-O-N-A-L.com. Okay, back to the show now. What does it mean to you both? And, and I believe, Lily, you posted a little something about this somewhere on social media where it's like, here are 240 pages cover to cover created by and for Black women. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's powerful. What yeah. does that mean to both of you personally? Because sadly, that isn't something we see every day. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, to have a book that was curated by Black women from cover to cover was an intentional move that we wanted to make from the beginning. And the decision that we said, you know, how can we make sure that we display and portray and tell these stories as authentically as possible. And no one knows the stories of Black women best, better than Black women ourselves. And so to tap, you know, we had three other Black women writers contribute to this book, along with myself. I identify as Ethiopian American. We had a Kenyan woman uh, writer contribute to the book. We had two African-American women contribute to the book. It's over 60 Black women and non-binary illustrators contribute the artwork to the book. Kashan wrote the foreword, which is incredible. And I wrote the introduction and it from cover to cover showcases, you know, not only diversity in the stories of the women reflected, but also among the creators who contributed to them. Right. So both in the stories and as well as the illustrations and the artwork itself is so vibrant and so beautiful and, you know, really displays different styles of art too. So that was as another, I think, key aspect of the book, but it means so much to me to not only have Kashan's involvement be central to this book, but also just Black women in general, right? To have this be a collaborative effort of a badass Black woman coalition. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. love that. Love that. Did you want to add to that, Kashan, at all? Yeah, I just want to say for me, it means that it could always be done and it's long overdue. You know, the fact that we were able to quickly round up these illustrators, these writers, each other. I mean, we literally just started on this a year ago. So it was a quick turnaround and we did it and it was always possible. So to me, I felt like it was overdue for a project of this scale to be done, you know, the Uh way that we did it. So Uh it just means that it can be done. 
And we, I hope that we aren't the only ones who, you know, venture on something like this. I hope a lot of Black, badass Black women coalitions come together to create these types of books and art and shows and movies and music for the world. Mm-hmm. And just to bring it back to, again, the coalition, the coalition, it's like a kaleidoscope. It's just so varied in the types of women. And it's so incredibly, I mean, bravo on the on the inclusion of, you know, there's a, a feature of a Black girl in a wheelchair. And there is, you know, mention of a trans girl. And I'm sure that was intentional, of course. But have you heard from any of these girls or women at these book signings or now that you're kind of connecting with the audience a little bit who, you know, you're hearing stories of, God, I see myself in this girl on page 44 or, you know, so-and-so I didn't even realize existed. And therefore, you know, I feel like I could be that. And it just, it broadens this idea that these this younger generation can can be all these types of women, not just one type of phenomenal black woman. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't be what you can't see. Right. And to have representation matter so much in this way and to really underscore the importance of fair and accurate and uplifting representation of black women and girls through this book, that value can't be understated. So for us, you know, we, we just did, we wrapped up one book tour event in LA this weekend and we have three more to go, which is we're super excited about because it's our opportunity to see, you know, kids interact with the book, you know, firsthand and to see their excitement and to see the eagerness and um, enthusiasm their parents have as well to say, you know, I never had this book growing up. Sean and I never had this book growing up. And it's, you know, awesome to now create, be able to create a book that um, we both wish we had as when we were kids and to see real life kids now, you know, flipping through the pages. And, you know, as we were signing books this past weekend, we were asking girls, you know, like, what are your dreams and aspirations for the future? What are some of the things you like to do? And we got responses that, you know, from a, that ranged from a cardiothoracic surgeon to a soccer player, to a veterinarian, to a YouTube creator, to girls who had already been well on their way to becoming a published author. So, you know, we make sure to call out stories in the book and, you know, flip them to the pages that of women that had similar journeys um, that mm-hmm. they could take inspiration from. And that was awesome to see. And it was also great to see that we had such great enthusiasm from women who were included in the book. There's one girl in particular, Crystal Ambrose, who's based in the Bahamas, and she's an environmental scientist and activist who uh, does a lot of work around saving the sea turtles in the Bahamas um, and sea life creatures um, on the beaches around the Bahamas. And she works with a group of young kid volunteers to help her do that. She's helped to pass laws in the country and really been a leader in the environmental space there. And, you know, we reached out to all the living subjects before we wrote their stories to give them an opportunity to tell us their stories in their own words. And when we reached out to her to tell her we would like to include her in the book, she responded with this email with so much enthusiasm and love and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe, you know, that I'm being included. I've been such a fan of the series for so long that she had been reading a lot of the stories from the previous volumes to her students over the years. And to now be one of the women included in this volume meant so much to her. And she, you know, just the joy left off the page as we were reading it. It made me emotional to just see 
you know, the impact we can have by helping to just amplify one person's story, right? Mm. And what that meant to her to be included in this book and to celebrate the work she's doing, right? Because she may not have seen herself as someone whose story was as prominent or valuable as some of the women who have gone on to do, you know, world-changing things, but it was validation that what she is doing is world-changing and it all starts with one and that the work she's leading matters. So it was, that was an awesome moment. Oh, I love that story. We'll be right back. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know anybody who doesn't want beautiful, glowing skin. It'd also be nice to have a little help with reducing fine lines and wrinkles, right? Or maybe do you guys suffer from an occasional breakout? I still do those hormonal breakouts. Well, listen up. I want to tell you about the Inky List. The Inky List is here to give you simple answers about your skin and then to help guide you on what the right ingredients are for you specifically. The Inky List was founded in 2018, and it was born from this belief that better knowledge powers better decisions. And I can definitely get behind that. Even cooler, the Inky List believes that knowledge powers change. So not only as it pertains to skincare, but as it pertains to people, our community, and our planet. How cool would it be to finally make choices about your skincare that originates from access to clear and simple pieces of knowledge that actually make you better informed about what is right for your skin in particular? Here's what you got to do. It is so super easy. Visit the recipe builder on the inkylist.com and create your very own personalized routine. Find the right ingredients for your skin when you're there. I did it. All you do is you answer a few questions. It literally takes less than two minutes. And it's pretty awesome to see what your skin is ultimately craving at the end of the day, right? That is the inkylist.com theinkylist.com. I can't wait to hear about your results. And now back to the episode. And the the power of amplification, um, like you said, whether it's one story, a hundred in this book. And when you look back historically and, you know, acknowledge that so many of these stories have been erased that must fuel you even more to kind of get your the stakes in the ground and say we are here and this is how we look and here we're full of all this magic so you better recognize people get on board right and right. and I know this book is not for just young black girls I mean this book should be on the shelf of everybody's home regardless of race or age or anything why is it important that the, the reach is far and wide? I think the, it's important because these are stories that deserve to be consumed, listened to, read over and over again, digested by everyone, you know. And I think everyone deserves to know about it. These are This is a book full of wonderful things. Like, why would it, it wouldn't make sense to restrict it just to one demographic? Everybody you know, far and wide gets to know about the wonderful things that Black women and girls have done in the world and are still doing. So everybody go get this book, have it in your house, 
even if your kid is two months old, stay before them, you know, <laughs> read the stories to them as they get older and have these discussions around, you know, who Black women are and what we have done and what our, contrib- our contributions mean to the world. And it, it's definitely for everybody. Mm-hmm. Lily, you had just mentioned, you know, Kashan and I didn't have a book like this when we were growing up. Had you had a book like this when you were growing up or lots of books like this when you were growing up, how do you think it maybe would have changed your perspective or the possibilities you were considering in regards to your future? Um, What type of impact do you think it it would have made or could have made had you been privy to something like this? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think I did have some examples. I knew from a young age that I always wanted to be a storyteller and a journalist. And there weren't many examples of Black women around at that time, but I did look to TV, right, and broadcasters um, to see some women reflected on on the screens, but not really in the kids' books I consumed um, or the materials I was reading at the time. And But had I been exposed to more representation of Black women doing what I loved doing then and knew I wanted to do at a young age, I think it would have only given me more confidence to pursue my dreams and to pursue it more unapologetically. And thankfully, I was able to still do that just through my own like volition and willingness to pursue what I wanted to do against all odds. But having known more women who have done it would have allowed me to learn from their lessons and experiences and to navigate the field in a more, you know, in an easier way, perhaps, Mm -hmm. um, or to take inspiration and further know that, you know, I can do it because they did it too. Right. And I did my my best, even though it was hard to find it's, it wasn't, you know, it's not like these examples didn't exist. It's just that media companies and the programs and the shows that are consumed as a child weren't always promoting them. Right. They were pushed off to the sidelines. You know, there were a few networks that were really promoting black voices and stories. And there wasn't um, as much representation as there is today. And there's still a long way to go. But it took more effort to find those examples as a kid, mm-hmm. um, but to make it more readily available and accessible now through this book that, you know, anyone can have and sort of flip through, I think it will help expand the ways girls can imagine what their future look like, can look like, right? Or the potential that they can achieve and unlock over the years, or they don't just have to be one thing, they can do multiple things, you know, and they might be inspired, connect to different parts of different people's stories. So I think there are qualities and lessons we can take away from so many people. And had I had this book as a kid, you know, I could have gone on to do even more things beyond just being a storyteller, even though that in itself, I think is um, pretty powerful. So, yeah. Well, and, and you've had an accomplished career already um, at, at the, I don't know if, are you 30 now or I'm not the age yeah, yes. matters, <laughs> but she is 30 and she's been on the list of the Forbes 30 under 30. And you've worked at, you've worked at a lot of these media outlets and networks, you know, the CNNs, the, the People Magazine and all of that. And I'm just curious because now you're in this beautiful position where you know, you you can choose and you can tell Black stories and you can report on Black issues. But when you were first starting, I mean, I can only imagine what you were witness to. Did you get frustrated? Did you see, you know, just this lack of representation? And how did you reconcile that within your work, knowing you only have so much power, right? As one person, what do you do and how did you deal with that? Absolutely. I've always tried to be intentional with the stories I tell and how I spend my time and the the work I'm doing in my day to day. 
And, you know, starting out, you're kind of just eager to grab whatever jobs and positions you can get. But I was lucky enough to have um, had experiences in college. I was the editor in chief of our, my school. I went to the University of Georgia and there was a multicultural publication on campus called Infusion Magazine. And it was the only one that spoke to and served the multicultural students at UGA and served that as editor in chief and led a staff of about 70. And that solidified, you know, my purpose at the time, which was to really sort of amplify those experiences of the students of color on campus. But from there, I went on to New York and, you know, was lucky and blessed to have great internships and roles as a reporter at People Magazine and InStyle Magazine and CNN, et cetera. But it wasn't until, you know, I had been in celebrity and entertainment news for about a year and a half where I realized, you know, there's more to the stories that I wanted to tell, that I wanted to tell more about the human experience and not just, you know, and not to discount or discredit you know, the value of entertainment journalism, because there's a lot to glean from that too. But I felt that I personally could bring more value to doing, you know, to amplifying the stories that I felt were more important at the time. So I went to go, I pivoted my career to work in Black media and started a role at the Rio.com, which um, is a Black news media site. And this was in 2013, right around when the Trayvon Martin case was really gaining national momentum. And I was privileged and honored to work besides women like Tamron Hall and Joanne Reed, who I got to include in this book as being one of the figures and women to celebrate because she played such a pivotal role in just my career and was able to work at the Griot and then from there go on to lead HuffPost's Black Voices and started there right around the Mike Brown case and sort you know spent the last 10 years of my career now amplifying the stories of the black experience going on to do that at Blavity as the editor in chief there which is a black news millennial based platform that speaks to black millennials so i've spent yeah the better half of my career now deciding which what are the stories that aren't being told enough where can we go deeper? How can we unpack things that deserve to be amplified? How can we center and celebrate Black women's stories through all of this? Um, and how can we do it as authentically as possible while also helping to curate the next generation of young journalists of color, right? Young storytellers of color, creators of color. So that has been a great highlight. And then to continue that now through this book and to continue to work with amazing Black women creators and to witness the rise of Black girl magic as a movement, right? From the other lens, from like the reporter lens, the journalistic lens to see how this movement started online and became this global sort of phenomenon has been awesome. And it's even more of a privilege now to work with Kashan to be able to celebrate that through this book. Mm-hmm. Kashan, do you have not a favorite woman, but a favorite feature or a favorite story or a favorite selection of the 100 that like speaks to you the most or that that stand out to you personally? Um, There are a few for me. Like you said, it's hard to pick a favorite because all of these stories are so standout all on their own, you know, but the ones that kind of connected to me on a personal level were first the story of Mother Clara Hale, who's a humanitarian who provided care for foster children and babies who were who would come to her sick back in the 70s and 80s because they were drug exposed in the womb and having a head background working in early head start and infant toddler development that kind of spoke to me you know and I wanted her included to legitimize caregiving as a career a career mm-hmm. choice because that's mm-hmm. what I do I wanted something from you know 
my particular culture, you know, hip hop. So Roxanne Shantae, she's in the book. And it's because she was one of the seminal pioneers of hip hop, you know. And a lot of times with hip hop being a male dominated industry and culture, we forget that women were there in the beginning. So I wanted her profiles. And Warson Shire, who is a Somali Kenyan UK transplant who came to the UK as a refugee. And she's a phenomenal poet. I just read some of her work this morning that was posted in reference to the crisis in Haiti at the border in the United States. And I was introduced to her work because she was on Beyonce's Lemonade album. Her work was featured there. So those are three that I particularly picked and wanted profiled in the book just because of how they connect to me and who I am. Warsan Shire is one of my personal uh, just stars also. I, I I know her story and I I just am such a fan of her work. I had the chance to meet her here in, in LA a couple years ago and she's just in person, soft-spoken, a little shy, but whoa, when she puts the, the pen to the paper, she is something else. And how do I read her words now? You were saying that you're reading her, her thoughts on Haiti at the moment. Where does she publish? Someone posted it in reference to Haiti, to what's uh, going on. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, because her work is centered around her family's experience as refugees right. and you know, seeing what's going on now, you know, brought someone to her work. Yeah. You know, to want to post something from, she put it, she put there. And again, I was moved. I just love the way she puts words together. Mm-hmm. Your daughter, um, Kashan, she is a young adult now, T, right? Yes. <laughs> um, has she, has she read the book? Has she seen the work? Has she read your foreword? And what is her response? She, I don't think she has yet. Cause I haven't given her a book yet. <laughs> she hasn't visited me in the, since I got the, you know, box full of books from rebel girls. But, um, I tell people that she was my sounding board through the process. Like I really ran a lot of the stuff past her. And one thing she, I remember that she told me a lot was like, make sure you're in there. And she meant, you know, the things that are important to me, the people who I admire and, you know, things that resonate with me. She said, make sure you're in there. Don't forget about you, mommy. She always says that because I always, I'm always thinking about other people because I'm a caregiver and I take care of other people all the time. And she said, don't forget about you, mommy. Make sure you're in the book. So she, I don't think she's read it yet or even read the forward, which I wrote as soon as I got up out of bed from having COVID. Like I had this other forward written, but when I got over being sick, I said, I have to write something else. So oh, I yeah. love that. I, I I also was in bed for a month with COVID. I know what that can do to you. It kind of just riles you up a little bit in a different kind of way, doesn't it? Exactly. And I was like, well, you know what? Scrap this forward that I've written. I'm going to write something different. Mm. So that forward that you see in the book is the one that I wrote when I was able to like finally take a few good deep breaths, you know, and sit up straight <laughs> for mm. more than an hour at a time. Mm. Well, your daughter sounds amazing, bold and, and, and using her voice and telling mom, you know, here's some advice. Here's what you can do with this opportunity. That's her 100%. <laughs> I love that. But that, that speaks to rebel girls in general, doesn't it? I mean, what, yeah. what is a rebel girl for those who 
may not be familiar with this series, the prior offerings and now the new one. Um, Lily, what is what does it mean to be a rebel girl? Yeah, to be a rebel girl means to pursue your passions unapologetically, right? It means to feel confident and inspired and motivated to achieve all of your uh, biggest aspirations and dreams and to have real life examples of rebel women who have paved the way and helped to pave the way to inspire you to be able to do that. So, you know, Rebel Girls is a global media brand that not only has amazing books, um, but also award-winning podcast series. And so we're able to tell these stories through audio and, you know, really help um, girls to hear the voices and stories of some of the women we featured in the book that are narrated by some real life rebel women um, themselves who share their experiences and how they're navigating the world today and the advice that they'd like to impart on young girls. And beyond that, there's also an app. So we have a brand new app called the Rebel Girls Dream On app that people are able to download now and um, has more stories and activities for young girls to engage in and help them practice um, some of the skills and lessons that um, are embedded in a lot of the stories we present. So there's multiple facets of the company, but it has been always rooted in helping to inspire the next global generation of girls um, and help them to become their most confident selves. My last question for you is just how do Black women and girls show up in the world in ways that no one else can? How do we not? We show up in every iteration that you can imagine, you know. I think about me and the women who are like me. We get up every day and we go to our regular jobs. We, you know, we do whatever it is we have to do there. And we do it well most of the time. Some days we're not at 100% like me today. But um, we put our best foot forward, nevertheless. We take care of our families, our children, our you know, we look out for our community, you know, we handle our business out in the world in the best way we can. And honestly, I want everyone to understand that saying Black girls are magic does not mean we are superhuman. It means that we just do extraordinary things that everybody doesn't always understand. You know, they don't understand where we get the strength and the power and the beauty and the resilience. But it's just something that we're born with. You know, it's not a thing that you can have. It's just a thing that we are. So we show up in every way possible. Yes, 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 yes. I second all of that. I don't have much more to add to that beyond, you know, reiterating that Black women face a unique set of obstacles living in this world that only I think Black women understand best and um, navigating this world through the lens and bodies of being Black women can be challenging at times, yet we persevere and we uh, persist and we achieve. And even when that doesn't always get noticed or valued or credited or celebrated. And, you know, this book was our way of helping to celebrate that, of helping to celebrate the stories and of highlighting the trials, the tribulations, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the reality, the real life tales of what it means to be a Black woman and what Black girl magic is. So I hope there's something in it that everyone can take away from and be inspired by. I'm going to say, I know there is. I know there is. Well, job well done. It's so great. I'm a huge fan. I'm going to continue to spread the word. And I just thank you both for taking the time and, and doing all that you've done. So thank you and congratulations. And by the way, this is airing the day the book is out. So we can officially say, 
Go get your book. Go <laughs> yes, get your book. Baby. Go Thank get the so book. Much. <laughs> Go get the book. And then buy buy another one and give it to somebody else, right? Pass right. it on. Pass it on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.